That was a new intro. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. For a for a song. We gotta beatbox this. Yeah. No, subscribe to our Patreon, which we haven't made yet. All right. Enough foolishness. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy D. Mo here. And this is the OD Sports Podcast. Just two dudes talking about some sports. Uh, Mostly football these days, but that's about to end, so. Yep, yep, yep. We're, it's, it's, you know, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride in football. I mean, we've had, uh, tw- uh, I mean, at this point, 21 crazy, crazy weeks in the NFL. Yeah. And, I mean, to be honest, like, even if it was a regular season, uh, there's still a whole bunch of stuff in the offseason. To be honest, man, offseason is some of the best best parts of football because that's when the crazy shit happens oh yeah that's when the big moves happen i mean football has been so interesting especially this year because i feel like with basketball we're used to seeing uh players get traded and moved in the middle of the season and uh Mm -hmm. a team is very very rarely the same as it was season to season but uh with football i mean when the offseason happens and some of your star players go on to better teams or go on to get more money it's it's exciting yeah i mean <laughs> we already know who would have thought freaking four or three four years ago we'd see tom brady on the damn buccaneers like <laughs> not me <laughs> not me not me at all <laughs> not me man uh but well, speaking of tom brady uh look at that man back again yeah. Right in the Super Bowl. Back like we always wanted. It's it's so weird how he always ends up in the Super Bowl. And I do believe that a lot of... There was a couple of games where the referees at the end of the game, they could have called a play to go against Tom Brady's favor. But kind of were like, eh, it's Tom Brady. We'll, we'll just call it in its favor and, and go home. We don't want to be out here and, uh, you know, be out here... T- too much later than we have to be. I do feel as though <laughs> it's cold. It's Green Bay. Like we're trying to get out of here, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No. I mean, granted, was it pass interference? Yes, because King is trash. But <laughs> there were so many other, and I think this is where a lot of people are mad. There were uh, uh, so many other plays within the game that could have been called pass interference, and there there were already plays that could have been called for like offensive holding. And, and the refs were just, like, holding their whistles. So when it came time to the final play, it's like, eh, you're going to... Okay, you held your whistle for the entire game, but now it's going to benefit Tom Brady. You're going to blow it again. Even yeah, though, like, I don't know. I don't know. The craziest part about that was, like, <laughs> when they happened, dude was, like, looking there. He was looking, like, should I throw this? Should I throw this? Like, it took, like, a good, like, <laughs> 20 seconds before he's, like, like my dude my dude pl- called the play dead waved his hands twice and then was like you know what yeah fuck it <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to go home fuck it <laughs> yeah right it's 25 degrees these packers ain't winning anyway he had money on tom Br- brady making the um super bowl anyway uh but hey you know what our, our these super bowl teams uh you know what We'll get to the Super Bowl teams in a minute. I, I do want to uh, briefly go over this coaching carousel because uh, all, if I'm not mistaken, all uh, positions have been filled. Yep. Uh, there were seven head coaching positions, I believe, in all. 
Yep. Have officially <laughs> been filled in. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is not one of them. Yeah, weird, weirdly enough, right? The guy that the offensive coordinator that keeps on making it to Super Bowls isn't uh, <laughs> isn't isn't a head coach yet. But yeah, yeah it's funny because he was a talk like pretty much all year. People were like, "Yeah, Eric Bieniemy's gonna be he's gonna coach one of these teams," and it's just like <laughs> here we are again. True. Chiefs just keep all their staff. Like nobody took any any Chiefs. Yeah. Personnel coaching anywhere. No, nope. like, and the players, you guys are gonna keep letting these guys win Super Bowls. Like, come on, <laughs> the players are all there too. They just <laughs> meanwhile everybody's taking stuff from the Rams. Like, oh yeah, I want the Rams guy. I want this Rams yeah. guy and this Rams guy. Like, right. like the same team that lost to the Jets in Week 15. Yeah, that's who you want. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hey, look, Jared Goff deserved to go to Detroit because of that shit. But, but uh. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's 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 very weird. But I'll also say that there could have been uh, quite a few jobs that Eric Bieniemy was just like, eh, I don't want that, and I wouldn't yeah. blame them. Like we all know that Texans is a shit show. Whoo, although, although, um, so the thing about the Texans that's interesting is that I think if you're a head coach, losing Deshaun Watson is like exactly not what you signed up for. But getting mm-hmm. the second overall pick from the Jets anyway for Deshaun Watson, I mean, you do have, like, you can, you're, you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. We understand that. But there's a lot of things that you can do with that number two pick. If you think that he's the guy, Justin Fields could be a guy for you. Um, there's a bunch of quarterbacks that are uh, kind of floating around, and, that are going to be floating around in free agency that you can might scoop up and then use that second round pick to leverage like a key piece that you need you can trade there's a lot of things that you can do with that second round pick so but the problem is that you have to give up Deshaun Watson for it and it's like art it isn't as an NFL head coach are you really willing to give up DW you know and, I mean like, yeah I don't know it's I mean you gotta think about it in a kind of a, it's it's a bad thing but it's like you also have the opportunity to completely just turn the team around you know i feel like that's that's one thing like a lot of coaches are are about you know they want to they want to be the first person to like set a new regime like and it's like you know obviously the texans are rebuilding like there's yeah, oh, <laughs> no, yes. there's, there's no doubt about that like they went four and twelve they got no draft picks like they they have to rebuild and you know you could get a haul of picks for a quarterback and probably still get you know a high upside quarterback or are you gonna try to stick with Watson, who doesn't want to be there? He's probably not gonna play. Right. Like, he's just gonna sit, and I mean, he'll he'll lose money in that sense. But you know, you're not really making any progress towards anything, so it's like it kind of doesn't make sense to trade the guy, you know? Yeah, I think I think especially when you know a guy wants to get out of there, uh, you know, there's some talks that he might sit out, uh, but then they can find him like millions of dollars every day for sitting out. But he's already making uh, buku bucks off of brand deals. It doesn't even need that money. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a lot of give and take. Um, but I think that there can be a solution where both sides come away as a winner, especially if one of those sides are the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah, we were a little off topic there because I mean the Texans they hired their coach. Uh, David Culley, I think was his name. Uh, uh, Ravens passing game coordinator, which yeah. I don't know how that works. Super Ravens uninspired. don't pass, so <laughs> super uninspired. I, you know, like yeah. I like I, I 
Part of me really thought that the Texans are going to go to the old school route and get themselves a coach that can manage a franchise, uh, like a la Jim Caldwell or, or Marvin Jones, because both of those coaches have been with terrible franchises and have found themselves like decent success going against much better opponents. And I mean, the NFC North and the AFC North are obviously no slouches, and these two coaches did hold their own. But I guess the Texans were like, well... Actually, no, I don't know what the Texans are like. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he was just a part of uh, Jackie's to be uh, a prayer troop or whatever. But I, I like they really took the Texans to do. They really took the Ravens passing game coordinator for a team that runs the ball most of the time. He's also part <laughs> wide receiver coach for a team whose wide receivers had uh, the lowest amount of separation. <laughs> yeah, like so. Like, just nothing. I don't know what they're thinking. Me, me neither. Me neither. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's. Uh... Yeah, I I'm not a GM, know. so <laughs> I'm not a GM, so whatever. Maybe, maybe it's something we don't know. Yeah, but, but clearly shoot, that GM's got a few screws loose. So I feel like we would be better GMs for the Texans than the last two GMs. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I would have made better decisions B-O-B? than Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Bob. Hold, Hold it down. down. <laughs> Man, does but, uh, that guy know how to build up other franchises? I'm telling you. <laughs> Man, uh, uh, the yeah, Texans, I mean, just, I don't know what they're doing. But, hey, Jets got themselves a very, very nice coach. Very, uh, a very respectable coach. Like, yeah. a lot of the people around the league were like, this is a great hire. We got a nice guy to come and change the culture that this New York Jets, New York Jets team could be used, could use. And uh, that is in Robert Sala, the old defensive quarter of the 49ers, and now officially the head coach of the New York Jets. Yeah, from what I can see, I think, not like, not just personally, but I think even around the league, this is the most solid hire that anybody could have asked for. I, when you talk about grabbing a coach from a winning organization in the 49ers and then also a defensive coach who's, like, who's led a very, very solid defensive team. Uh, I mean, let's let's be honest. If the 49ers had a quarterback that was even slightly better than Jimmy Garoppolo, they'd probably win last year's Super Bowl. Um, and that defense is a huge part of uh, the reason why. Um, so then... And then you, you, on top of that, you have guys like uh, Richard Sherman that are like vouching for him on Twitter all the time. Uh, you got Allen Robinson looking at uh, looking at New York as a as a place where he might want to go. Uh, and and it's like for the first time ever, it's like oh, oh, New York's a hot commodity. I see. Okay, okay. Welcome back to the Big Apple. Yeah, I mean, New York is always going to be. <laughs> we had the, you know, we, we all thought last year when we got Le'Veon Bell, like, yeah, we're getting Bell. Yeah. Well, Adam's trying to get him over, recruit him over here. <laughs> I mean, this, one, this time it definitely feels a bit more, like, you know, promising. But, yeah. you, know, you know, as a Jets fan, you never get your hopes up. So, but we're that, just going to, we're just going to wait and see. Also, shout out to Le'Veon Bell from, like, going to a winless team. And then <laughs> getting traded, not Damn even traded, getting picked up by a Super Bowl team for free. And the Jets still have to foot the bill for free. <laughs> Education, Education connection. connection. <laughs> yeah, nah. Wait, uh, what else? What other teams? Cool. Uh, 
Ooh, uh, the the Lions, their head coach, assistant coach of the uh, New Orleans Saints. I think the Lions are uh, for yes. some winning days. Now, granted, they are in a full rebuild. They did just ship off Matt Stafford. So I'm guessing Kenny Galladay probably isn't staying either. Um, so, uh, you know, the Lions, uh, like I said, they're about to go into a full rebuild. But they're, they're in a good position right now, I feel like, where... Uh, who's in the NFC North? Mitch Trubisky and Kirk Cousins. Like, they get a decent guy as their quarterback. They still got DeAndre Swift back there. That could be a team that can definitely be on the up and up, like, sooner than we think. I think, um, I, I'm not gonna, I think we might see a, a, a replica of the Browns here. It's like, okay, now they finally got the right guy in place. Now they're gonna start to put some weapons together. Um, they're probably going to have a much better offense before they have a defense first because that Lions defense was, um, I was told that they have a defense, but I never saw it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the defense? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, oh, what do they call him? Um, uh, Dan, uh, yeah, Dan Campbell. There we go. Yeah. Dan Detroit Campbell. Dan. Detroit then. Nah, <laughs> I do like this hire though. Like it's, I feel like he's the perfect. Like what that Lions organization really need was a, they need someone more physical, somebody more tough, somebody that's gonna bring more energy to these players. Like they needed a culture change, and that's, that's exactly what Dan Campbell is. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how high of a ceiling that this hire is going to be, but I think it's a very very good floor, and it could allow the Lions to kind of get back on their feet and probably compete like if they make the right choices right uh right drafts right free agency hires you know they could they could probably compete in you know a couple years yeah i think they can i think they can um you know and things have been turning around so quickly in the nfl that uh you know i mean you look at what the panthers have done um and although they they had a good start to the season but kind of fizzled out most of their games was lost by only one score and this is a team that we all thought was in a like defcon 5 full rebuild but with basically a bunch of spare parts and um some some bridge gap players they were able to string together uh, uh a season that was that was rather impressive despite what the record shows so i think the lions can be in a very similar boat we're like yeah next year they might go like 5 11 6 and 10 but it's gonna be a 6 and 10 where you look at it and you're like okay this lions team is about to be different come next season like a couple more pieces and this is going to be a team that you're gonna that we're all gonna have to watch out for for sure uh, and they also uh, just a little addition. They also hired uh, Anthony Lynn as their offensive coordinator. Love uh, not hire, t- by the way. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not too quite sure. I think I think it's a good chance for Anthony Lynn to uh, kind of bounce back in the league after his head coaching. Uh, after he got fired from the Chargers job, but I'm not quite sure the scheme wise that this is something that would be really successful for the Lions, especially when you have golf there, but. I mean, again, they're rebuilding themselves. So maybe they can figure some stuff out as they go. Yeah, we all know golf is a bridge gap quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, an expensive one, but one nonetheless. <laughs> Super expensive. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think Anthony Leonard is a much better uh, uh, 
coordinator than he is a game manager because again the Chargers found themselves in a lot of close game but like silly coaching mistakes and dumb decisions is what really led them to uh, uh, to, to uh, lose those games minus you know the Patriots where they just got manhandled demolished <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean, even now, what I'd say it was just, there was just a lot of poor choices made yeah. by everybody there. <laughs> right, 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 you know. But, uh, but I, I don't know. I Like, putting Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn together in a Detroit team that's looking for some new energy, I feel like, I feel like that, that is a pretty good coaching room. Um, yeah, one thing I will say is DeAndre Swift is about to go off. Oh, we all know Anthony Lynn could get the most out of these running backs. Yes, he can. That's my, that's about to be, ooh, DeAndre Swift, you heard it at Fantasy. <laughs> First or second round, grab that man. I'm that man you. is a sleeper. I'm telling y'all right now. Uh, and then Atlanta, Atlanta was the other coaching hire Ooh. that I wasn't. That I was. That I was like, that's that's probably really good. That was Arthur Smith, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Arthur Smith. And I think this is probably one of my definitely probably my favorite hire, just because I feel like it. It's such a great hire to set up Atlanta, and like they're in the right position to either you know they kind of easily figure out what they're going to be this season either they succeed with matt ryan you know they got arthur smith they got him in that nice uh shanahan bootleg offense and then if they grab like a Najee harris or you know some of these like somebody that it's a com- kind of similar to derrick henry in terms of play style you know they could really put together a good offense but then because like i said comes out to matt ryan and shows matt ryan well, they got the fourth overall pick. They could grab themselves uh, either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. You know, have him sit behind Ryan. Maybe Ryan stays the year, plays out the whole year. Maybe Ryan looks really terrible. And then you got the rookie coming in trying to save uh, Atlanta uh, from uh, Matt Ryan's shitty contract. So, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I, I really think it's a very high floor, high ceiling hire there. Yeah, this is my second favorite. Uh... This is my second favorite hire of the entire league behind Robert Salah. Uh, simply because, I mean, for all the reasons that you said, like, coming in, like, the Atlanta Falcons get to really figure out their identity. Matt Ryan gets to be with an offensive coordinator that knows how to bring uh, a lot out of offenses. They have a good draft uh, spot where they can get some really good players um, to, to bolster that team. Like, Atlanta can be one of those teams, especially with the Saints being in cap hell and having to get rid of all of their players. Like, they can be one of those teams that kind of jump up and say, hey, you know what, now it's time for us to compete. Like, the, the you know, like, they have a good core around them. They have great, great weapons. I feel like they just need the leadership to make it happen. And looking what what Arthur Smith has done with this Tennessee Titans offense over these past couple of years, I mean, it's been nothing short of incredible. Uh, like Derrick Henry back to back two thousand yards, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Ryan Tannehill or back to back rushing leaders, and then a two thousand yard campaign um, to to follow up his rushing leaders. <laughs> That's absolutely wild, and then, and and all the while they didn't have any Pro Bowlers on that offensive line uh, to do it, and then you also have uh, Ryan Tannehill that's that's throwing near Patrick Mahomes numbers. I mean, granted, I, I think we can all agree at this point that he 
might not be able to carry a team all by himself but when you finish a season with uh i mean when you finish a season with with 3,819 yards 33 touchdowns and only seven interceptions you know like and and your your team mainly runs the ball and you don't have any pro bowlers on offense like you have to I feel like you have to attribute a lot of that to uh to coaching and Arthur Smith I mean I think he's gonna be the guy I think he's gonna be the guy to you know um make allow Atlanta to make that next step and be competitive and to give the city of Atlanta something to hope for this next uh this 2021 season yeah I definitely agree Arthur Smith He's a guy. Um, everybody else is stooges, right? We can agree. <laughs> <laughs> everybody else is trash. <laughs> Except, although there's debate about Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville. That one, I feel like. Uh, I'm not too crazy about that one. That just, that just feels like, that one just feels like it was just meant for hype. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just feels like it was meant for hype, and it's just not going to amount to anything. I, just, I mean, I just feel that way. Right. Have you ever, like, you know when you're, like, gambling, and especially with sports betting, and, like, the, everything just seems a bit too easy? Everything, like, the way the books are setting up, you're just like, mm, n- like, nah, this is too good to be true. Like, you're telling me that in the obvious situation, I could just put down $10 and walk away with 35 Hold on, this. the yeah. books want me to, to bet on this, <laughs> so I'm going to bet against it, yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like that with Urban Meyer, where it was just like, okay, we knew that the Jags were going to get Trevor Lawrence. We knew that they're going to have, like, a boatload of picks. We knew about the uh, about Urban Meyer kind of being the next uh, college coach to try his hand at being successful in the NFL, first time without any NFL experience. Um, and, and this is kind of a tape that was being written uh, for for the entire season. Uh, mean like while we're all watching the great dumpster fire that is the Jets, the Jags are right there at one in fifteen. Um, eventually overtaking them in the Trevor Lawrence Bowl. Uh, so it's it's interesting, uh, you know, just to see how this all play out. But I think I'm gonna have to see it all play out first. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna necessarily call him a failure, simply because they just have too many things down there that can lead to success. But without that NFL experience, um, we 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 don't necessarily know like all of the coordinators. We don't know what the identity of this team is gonna be, and then they still have to. I think the one lucky thing is that they're gonna be in the AFC South where at least the Texans are also rebuilding. So uh, they might not end up in the bottom of the barrel of their division, but there's just a lot of a lot of question marks that needs to be answered down there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I just, you know, like it just, it just has to be like, we'll have to figure out Urban Meyer and what he's able to do when he's not able to recruit the highest, the best <laughs> players, you know, because that's that's what it is with these college coaches, man. They, yeah. Even if, like, you, you could bring Nick Saban out to the NFL, it's like, I'm, you know, obviously, we you know, he remember. has the success. <laughs> he did? Yeah, yeah, Nick Saban, uh, coach full of Dolphins, I do believe. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, I, I mean, that was, like, a while, a while back. Yeah, Just, <laughs> true. But no, obviously, we know Alabama, now. like, <laughs> Nick's, like, last, like, you know, 10 years or so like 
you know, it's just been Alabama just always at the top, and it's because they always just get the best recruits, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's no. like, is it really Nick Saban, you know, getting the most out of these players, or are they, all these players are just good? Like, yeah, yeah you true. Know, so it's, it's like the same thing with Urban Meyer, you know, when he was in Ohio State, he was in Florida, just, you know, two very prestigious schools, getting some of the best players, you know, you know, you're not going to get that. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna have to deal with some couple of bums, and you're going to have to, or I don't want to say bums, but you're going to have to deal with some guys that probably just don't have, you know, haven't reached their potential yet, and as a coach, you're going to have to bring it out of them. And mm, will he be able to do it? I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't see it, but, you know, I mean, there's a lot to be happy about in Jacksonville. Again, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Urban Meyer is there. He is a, you know, He's definitely probably he's, there's a college coach hall of fame like he's gonna be in there, yeah. and you know down there in sunny Jacksonville, you got Miles Jack, you got uh, uh, C.J. Henderson that they drafted last year. You got a couple of pieces. It's like yeah, James Robinson. You know they got they got a lot of pieces there to pull together a successful team. They just really need the good coaching and good pieces uh, in the draft. And well, we'll we'll, we'll see if. Uh, you know, like like you said, they might not be bottom of the barrel just because the Texans. But I mean, I I don't really see them competing unless Trevor Lawrence really is just Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> Quarterback he got the Jesus. hair. He does. Blonde for Jesus. white Jesus. For yes. <laughs> <laughs> for blonde Jesus, he does have the look. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, look, I, what I'll say about Urban Meyer is that I I have more confidence in Urban Meyer than I do for the Eagles head coach, the Texans head coach, and who's that other uh, guy that got hired? Um, Chargers. The Chargers. Oh, who did the Chargers take? Brandon Staley, the uh, Rams defensive coordinator. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that hire made me upset. It's It's a little, I mean, like... I get it. The Rams' defense is also pretty decent, but they also have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's it's decent, but like, how much of that is coaching, and how much of it is just having two of the best defenders in the NFL on your team? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's true to accept. I mean, you can make some argument. Like, obviously, they had both of those guys last year, and then the Rams' defense was. I mean, it wasn't like bottom of the barrel, but it was. It was somewhere mid-range yeah. you know now they come into 2020 and have the best defense so I mean you, you can make the argument that Brandon Staley did change something he did make that a number one defense but I mean when it comes to when you have a guy like Justin Herbert man you gotta like you have Justin Herbert bro right, like right. you gotta you gotta get the hire to make this kid elite bro right. like you gotta get some elite offensive coordinator put these two together and let them destroy the league like yeah. you got everything you need on offense bro Keenan Allen Herbert Austin Eckler I mean they probably could work on the offensive line a little bit but I mean Hunter Henry they're probably not bringing back because he's probably expensive but you know you got a lot of pieces in their offense defense is already fine like they they're yeah, pretty they're talented just, everywhere there like they just need to stay healthy on defense that's been their biggest issues over these past couple of years like yeah. a couple of their stars will just get injured and will be out during james back to back years yo for real like what that's kind of look is that but i think just like him and saquon are coming back stronger than ever knock on wood um 
Saquon because of that yoga commercial and Derwin James because it's like, okay, we've, we've gone through the two injuries thus far. It's time to get paid. Let's get back on the field and show everybody, like, remind everybody uh, why you were, you know, a household name. Yeah. It's unfortunate for the Chargers that Eric B. Enemy um, is is a division rival because I do believe that, like, Eric B. Enemy and Justin Herbert would be able to do some very, very special things, you know, because I completely agree. Like, you got a guy like Justin Herbert. He looks like the absolute truth, you know. I thought he was going to come into the league, be worse off than Tua Tagovailoa, and he really just made me eat my own foot by just, like, showing out, balling out, and and having one hell of a rookie season. Uh, broke Baker Mayfield's rookie season touchdown record, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Now Herbert is a... He's a lone one of that one. I think like 31 touchdown passes, and yep. he didn't even play the first game, so. Yep. Like, 31 touchdown passes in 15 weeks is nothing to sneeze at. Damn shame. Damn yeah. shame. And yeah, only 10 that, interceptions, that too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he, was, he played pretty damn well. And I, like you said, like, me too. I was. I thought he was going to be a bust. Like, <laughs> anything but that, man. I'm so upset because if he had declared a year earlier, the Giants were going to draft him. We would have oh, had Justin Herbert. No fooling. No fooling. Well, well Justin. Now stuck with Danny Downs. <laughs> Danny Downs. We'll give Danny Downs one more year. If not him, DJ Uagalele is still out there, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> we, still get, we still get our quarterback that starts a still get a DJ. A yep. better DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Fresher DJ in the booth. Hey, go DJ. That's my DJ. <laughs> Not that DJ. That DJ. Yeah, but yeah. DJ. Like I said, uh, that that's a decent floor hire, which I I don't see the ceiling. I don't think there's really a big ceiling on that one either. I'm really upset about that one. Mm-hmm. Why you do this to me, Chargers? Spanos, you suck. <laughs> no charges, no. <laughs> but still not as bad as uh <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna say I, the Eagles hire like it's Go for I don't it. say it's terrible I will but it's just <laughs> it's very 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 questionable <laughs> and it's like if you're gonna hire that guy you might as well hire Eric Bianami like, man I hate the Eagles so much <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're no, no bias on this show, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I agree. All right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I take, we take all the Eagles hate, Cowboys hate, and Patriots hate we can get. That's how pretty hate. Thank you. If you don't like it, well, sucks. Yeah, it sucks to suck. I don't know. There's a thousand other sports shows out there. You, you come here <laughs> for the bias. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, man. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. Have you heard the uh the the controversy that was uh reaching around Sirianni with his uh with this press conference? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. It was funny to look at, but I'm not gonna rag the guy on that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just some people just don't have the public speaking skills. Yeah. Or more, right. he dude's probably really nervous. I can understand that, but if you're an NFL head coach that you're nervous for public speaking, that like should raise a, uh, a couple of red flags. 
but uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him for that. I'm gonna knock the Eagles because like they they clearly got this guy. Like he's uh he's the guy that helped out Frank Reich, right? Like yeah, offensive coordinator. Yeah, they clearly got this guy to to help uh, Carson Wentz do something, right? And um, if there's anything that the league has shown us, it's you don't necessarily have to be loyal to your quarterback if your quarterback's playing bad. I mean, because you're bringing Sirianni uh, because you're thinking that he can get the most out of Carson Wentz, um, but I think that they're only doing that to, to try to get Carson Wentz's trade stock up a little bit so that they can move forward with, with Jalen Hurts because from what we've seen, I mean, Carson Wentz has not played great this entire season. I mean, he's had some splash plays where he just heaves it up and, like, one of his players just so ha- happened to come down with it, he heaves it up and, like, it just so happens to turn into a touchdown. But when you heave it up every single play of every single game, of course, a couple of good things are going to happen, but it's mostly been bad. Jalen Hurts came out, made the right decisions, checked it down when he needed to, made some beautiful throws. His uh, accuracy is better than Wentz's. Uh, I mean, like, he went into New Orleans, went into New Orleans and won in a game where everybody had written off the Eagles. And I bet money that if Carson Wentz played that game, the New Orleans Saints don't lose that one. But instead, you know, here we are with, with Carson Wentz going to be the starter over again, and they're going to have this Nick Sirianni dude for at least a couple of years, and it's just like, where's their organization actually going? They could have made a decision to say, okay, look, hey, Carson Wentz ain't playing all that great. He's also very expensive, and he's been hurt in, like, the times where we were successful and whack in the times where we're not, like, maybe we should be moving on. Maybe we can, you know, pull a 49ers and be like, all right, Jimmy Garoppolo, you're not starting. Or pull up LA Rams and say, all right, Jared Goff, you're going to, you know, we, we don't need you anymore. Excuse me. Because it's not like you can't get nothing for this guy. I think there's a couple of teams that can probably use Carson Wentz. But uh, sticking with him, I don't know. As a Giants fan, cool. All right. <laughs> He's trash, so we get to continue. But... Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rag on Carson Wentz too, too much. I mean, it definitely was a very bad year for the man. But Eagle organization as a whole, they, I mean, we've seen Carson Wentz the past few years. We've seen, you know, 2019. He basically led that team into a playoff, into the playoffs. Like they were not going to make it <laughs> if he didn't play like his best. In that like final month of the season. Yeah, but he also won against all the worst NFC teams. <laughs> yeah. This is. I, I, mean, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys they, also <laughs> shot the bed. <laughs> I mean, Eagles organization. They, they, it was pretty much. They had to make a decision. It was either Doug Peterson or Carson Wentz. Like that was going to be. They had to make a decision on one of the other. Once they fired Peterson, they were keeping Carson Wentz. Uh, and this that, that this hire for you know the offensive coordinator of Frank Reich who won them Super Bowl when Carson Wentz in that offense like that's that's their mentality they're like okay let's grab this guy to 
bring Carson Wentz back to that form because we all know Doug Peterson is fucking horrible and can't coach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, and yeah, so now, now they got the Colts. They got the Frank Reich system in, in Philadelphia again to hopefully bring Carson Wentz back to old form. And they're probably getting Devonta Smith because he's probably going to them in the draft, which I'm also not going to like. But uh, we... This Eagles team might actually bounce back, which kind of sucks because I really want them to suck. No, 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 they're gonna suck. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, looking at just looking at it objectively, it's like you know, if Carson Wentz returns back to you know not 2020 Carson Wentz, they're gonna be a playoff team. Look, you know, they are they are in some cap trouble. That's another thing too. So they might gonna have to let that defense might lose a little bit. I mean, they're getting good. They had a lot of injuries. They're gonna be getting back a lot of the offensive line. You know, they're probably gonna be fine, but let's hope not. Yeah, look, man. The all I know is that the NFC East is cooking up a little bit. The the reign of Dallas and, and Philadelphia, I believe, will come to an end. The Giants and the Washington Football Team are on the right side of building things. Uh, Carson Wentz in his career is is sub sixty five percent. Um, so. Like, he's done some amazing things, but he's also been able to do it against a lot of bad teams, you know, and that's, I feel as though, where we've seen him the most, uh, beating up on our Giants, beating up on the Washington football team, um, and then just kind of, like, being able to bully the Eagles into uh, uh, playoff contention, but, uh, competition, I should say. But at the end of the day, it's like, look, man, the dude, you know, he had, I mean, he's been very unfortunate. He's had a lot of unlucky streaks. He's had a lot of injuries. And I get it. You paid him a lot because he thought he was going to be his future. But, like, you might have your real future sitting on the bench. How long are you going to be able to, like, hold on to that before it's, you know, before you got to move everything around again? So we'll see what happens with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, And now who's this Texans guy? Who is moving on to this? Back to the Houston Texans. Whose mans is this? You going back to them? (laughs) Oh, wait, didn't we? Oh, yeah, I guess we are. That was the first thing we talked about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're right. It's just, Houston is so fucking fascinating to me that I can't help but. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on in Houston. And both both sports. Oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, does I think that covers all the coaching hires. Yeah, and there was a couple of GM hires, but you know, we okay. can go into that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if I were to rank uh, my hirings, number one is definitely Arthur Smith mm-hmm. for me. Number two, Robert Saylor. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. Number four would be... Uh, probably probably Urban Meyer number five uh, the Eagles coach number six yeah number six uh, Chargers I really just don't like that hiring yeah. <laughs> number seven David Culley the Texans because that is just I don't know what the fuck awful. that hiring was yeah <laughs> I really thought they were going to wait until after the Super Bowl and get the enemy, but I guess not. Uh, Honestly, the fact that they... I think that's not even a thing, to be honest, man. Just <laughs> We had Brian Flores got hired on the Patriots Super Bowl run. We had... Uh, um, 
I think was it Matt Lafleur was hired on uh, either the Titans run or something. But there there have been coaches that have been hired on playoff runs like that. That don't mean shit. They just didn't find him. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Uh, I guess Deshaun Watson's gonna go out. Uh, for my rankings, yes, yeah, the uh, all, very similar to yours. Uh, just some minor differences. Uh, for me, my number one is Robert Salah. Uh, number two, Arthur Smith. Number three, Dan Campbell. Uh, I'm gonna put uh, uh, Urban Meyer at four. Uh, Chargers head coach at five. Nick Sirianni at six, and then um, uh, David something for the Houston. David Cully. David Cully. David Cully at seven. That's because that was that was jokes. That was, I mean, Iron Spartan higher. I, I hope that they find some success with them, but from what I could see, that's Mr. Pee Pee Poo Poo, man. I don't. I don't <laughs> Mr. Pee Pee Poo Poo. This podcast is for five year olds. <laughs> it's for uh, refined and distinguished gentlemen, good sir. I, I, excuse me if I use the entirety of the English vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah. so that's coaching what's uh what's next on the agenda uh a couple of qbs have been on the move we talked about it a little bit um matt stafford uh officially no longer a detroit lion is an la ram now i mean shout out to matt stafford because this dude got manhandled destroyed washed beaten battered bruised and unappreciated it down there in Detroit and now not only is he going to a team that's ready to compete ready to win but at the same time he's going to a big market so uh, I think this is if, if nothing else this should help his um, this should help his chances of, of entering the Hall of Fame because he's been a incredible quarterback for for pretty much his entire league and I feel like nobody's noticed yeah, definitely. Like Matthew Stafford has been severely underrated, and you know this this is going to be his time to show that he is an elite quarterback. Because I I truly think that Matthew Stafford is an elite quarterback, and then when you put him on a shitty organization like the Lions, that this dude has to do with freaking goddamn everything. And then this defense gives up like 40 points to, <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. you don't deserve that. Now he's going to have a defense that's going to hold people down to probably 20 points. And he's going to have a decent offensive line. He's going to have a good running back room. He's going to have good receivers and a great uh, head coach and offensive mind. And Sean McVay, like this is <laughs> like people were like, I, I don't, some people actually thought this was a bad trade. I'm like, for the Rams, I'm like, how is it? a bad trade for the Rams like this is right. <laughs> this is probably perfect they because we all know Jerry Goff's ceiling is just not there like he's yeah. ever since that Super Bowl he just, just hasn't been there he's just lost it and now you're bringing a guy who and yeah he's older but he still has plenty definitely plays years in him. yeah he's def- definitely more of a smarty heady player than Jerry Goff is mm. no maybe maybe not able to move as much but I actually think they're about, about the same athleticism, to be honest. Like Jerry Goff is not that athletic, so yeah. But what what you and then just in, just a strong of an arm, so yeah. What you lose in mobility, you gain back in in strength and accuracy. I mean, mm-hmm. 
uh, look, I'm, I'm pulling up the stats right here, right? First of all, Matthew Stafford, I didn't even realize, is an absolute quarterback phenom. Uh, he only has four seasons where he's thrown for under 4,000 yards. He only has three seasons where he's thrown for under 3,000 yards. Uh, one being his, his first being his rookie season, and then the next two, uh, last year and his second year. Um, uh, and he only has, uh, he only has two seasons where he's been under an 80 quarterback rating, um, for the year, uh, and, and one of those seasons, he was at 79.8, so, (laughs) 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 he's, he's been, I mean, like, when it comes to quarterbacking, especially on an organization that has been that bad for, for quite a long time, uh, he's been a guy that's been able to put up numbers, put up touchdowns, put up yards, um, and just try to, like, will his team to fight, and he's a tough dude, you know, he handled, like, he doesn't do a lot of media things, he, uh, he's one of those guys, like, a real blue-collar worker that just goes in, punches in, and, and does his job, you know, and, uh, for the Rams, I think, giving up the two first was almost a steal for Matthew Stafford because look you're probably going to get at least three to four more years out of him um and like I said what you've sacrificed in athleticism you make up for with NFL experience uh and accuracy and uh just QB intellect and I do believe that him and Sean McVay's system and also being able to rely on a defense that's not going to give up 40 points a game on a running back that can alleviate a lot of the pressure and a play action system that's one of the best in the leagues like Matthew Stafford oh he's he's finally get to be the quarterback that we deserve (laughs) (laughs) oh man he's got to do it in bright sunny ally rooting for the Seahawks so happy for I'm I'm legitimately worried about this about this hire because like the you know I feel like the Seahawks have been able to kind of beat up a little bit on the NFC West but the LA Rams have definitely been our biggest rivals and uh the, this just makes them that much more formidable. Like Jared Goff, we could always count on Goff being a liability. Uh, but but. <laughs> yeah, now Rams have definitely, definitely given the Seahawks some trouble. <laughs> you know, Niners, Niners ain't Niners ain't out of it either. I mean, no, once no, they no. get back healthy, they're they're gonna be. They could get themselves a quarterback. They're getting that. <laughs> Which also kind of goes into this whole t- uh, discussion as well. Uh, apparently, 49ers didn't make an offer, make a uh, offer in Stafford, but you know some reports have said they are they did. So I think it's safe to say that Garoppolo is um, not guaranteed that starting job come the 2021 season. I mean, so. When they started C.J. Beathard over Jared Goff, I'm pretty sure we knew he wasn't guaranteed to come back for 2021. Uh, but, uh, I mean, uh, I think, uh, especially with Kyle Shanahan, I think he's just one of those coaches that's going to try to find the best, um, that's going to try to find, like, the best situation for his team, like, whenever he can, and then try to make it happen. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo, like, as much as I do rag on him, he is, in all definition of the word, a serviceable quarterback. But I do believe, like, once they find something better, more, you know, more fruitious, uh, like, just anything that can, you know, uh, 
that can any any guy that can really just come in and outperform and get this team back to where they need to be. Uh, I think the 49ers are gonna be all right. Losing Robert Salah, I do believe, hurts them a bit, but uh, the organization pretty much has everything together. So, uh, we'll you know we'll wait and see. We'll see how they they bounce back um, this year after all of their injuries and COVID opt-outs and things of that nature yeah i mean it's also like this is it's the uh, off season is like this is going to be the qb carousel because i think there's probably at least like 20 or so teams <laughs> or maybe close to that are you know a quarterback is not a stable position i mean i kind of want to go through all of them and try to see who's going to be a witch but that might just take up so much time yeah, we're definitely going to have to uh, put that in a future episode. But there, I mean, you know, like, just look at a guy like Jameis Winston, who we all expect to be the future of New Orleans. But if they say, hey, you know what, we're paying him all this money, Taysom Hill is going to be our guy, uh, that, you know, that could be a situation in and of itself. Is Big Ben actually going to retire or is he uh, going to come back? What's going to happen with that? Deshaun Watson, obviously. Uh, everybody's pointing towards New York for him to go. I just hope that that can be something that actually happens. Um, you know, and then, and then, yeah, you got like, where's Andy Dalton going to go when this is over? Uh, uh, what about my man Heineke, who had an incredible playoff game coming in after Alex Smith? Do the Washington football team retain him, or is he going anywhere? There's so many quarterbacks uh, that I haven't even named yet that mm-hmm. where anything can happen. And it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. And there's, there's teams that, you know, that also don't really have, uh, you know, I mean, just a couple more other teams, Panthers as well, Teddy Bridgewater, like what's happening there. We have the Colts, Phillip Rivers, retired. They have no QB. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> so right. They got to find one. Like, <laughs> Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold? Yeah, we thought, I actually thought that Matt Stafford was going to end up in Indianapolis. So I am a little bit surprised. That he, yeah, but he made it looks the like they did offer, but... but like, I think the... the uh, I've seen some reports say this, that the Rams... Uh, uh, no, no, the Lions like the Rams uh, offer more because uh, they were offering future uh, first and not first for this year because obviously the Rams don't have first for this year. <laughs> right. So uh, they probably valued those picks a bit more because you know helps more with the rebuild down the line and you know this you know obviously this year has been a strange year with COVID and you know it's going to be a little bit difficult to get uh, you know a full evaluation on a lot of these players. So they probably valued the future picks more than a pick this year. And that's probably another reason why they decided to go with the Rams. Also because the Rams are also offering a quarterback as well. So, You know, that's a very good point that you made. It makes a lot of sense because also with college football, I mean, so many games and so many teams have played such limited schedules that, yeah, you're right. We, we, we can't get a proper evaluation on the, mm-hmm. the country's like talent. So next year, when if and when college football is able to uh, return back to uh, – form yeah the, the scouting those picks are going to be that much more impactful even if there's some amazing talent coming into the draft this season next mm-hmm. season it's going to be pretty pretty good what if next season's just a season full of busts though that would be it. <laughs> 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 like this season you can't go Knock wrong wood. next season's just scrubs like next season's like the whole first round like literally it's like, like one decent player for the first round. It's like, everybody else is kind of trash like <laughs> 
Like, yo, Hopefully these guys whoever player that is is a Giants or a Jets player. Yeah. Y'all mean fingers <laughs> crossed, right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> Hopefully the Giants will be uh picking outside of the top ten for the first time in what, five years? Next I year. I mean they are picking outside the top ten this year. <laughs> Wait, what are we? Uh they're pick eleven. Oh, right outside. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that makes me feel a lot. I mean, you did say outside the top ten. I mean, it is outside the top ten. I mean, it's able to breathe on the top ten, but it's outside the top. They spit on number ten. But you know what? Hey, we like six wins. That's the most amount of wins the Giants have had in like four or five years. So we over here get happy about six wins now. I'll take it. Hey, <laughs> we're looking for progress, not perfection. You want to go back to four wins? Huh? You want to go back to four? <laughs> Fucking A, man. How the hell did Pat Shermer pull off back-to-back four win seasons? I will never know. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, definitely going to be interesting to see where all of these quarterbacks end up. Uh, and it's going to be inter- there's going to be a lot of guys, I feel like, too, that are going to kind of end up as backups. <sighs> so... You know, some of these players might yeah, have golf, to... golf down the years. <laughs> golf in like a year, maybe. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. Lions are picking pretty high, so yeah, it could be this year. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely talk about that later down the line. Uh, next up on the agenda, uh, man, Super Bowl is in a week, bro. Is... Yeah, at the time of this recording, it is. A... A week till we get to watch uh, Tom Brady, the so-called GOAT, against Patrick Holmes, who some are predicting might be the future GOAT. So, uh, uh, it's about to be insanity. To to give Tom Brady the one little ounce of respect that I have for him, uh, if, if Patrick Mahomes, I saw this thing that said, like, if Patrick Mahomes was to play at Tom's Brady age in the Super Bowl, uh, it would it would be in like 2039 that we'd see him play if he was Tom, to be Tom's Brady age in the Super Bowl. And that just like blew my freaking mind just to show like the age gap of this. Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is about our age or younger than us. Yeah, he's 25. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> Tom, our age. Yeah, Tom Brady's a grown-ass man, so, you know, I, like, apparently people's goats, they like to see Tom, damn, he's younger than me. Anyway, they, uh, uh, you know, p- people, uh, people love to see Tom Brady picking on little kids. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he did it against Jared Goff, but I don't think he's gonna be able to do it this year, this time around. I, I believe that, uh, you know what, the, the 49, I mean, I believe that the, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make sustained drives. And then once you don't realize that the Bucks cannot make sustained drives, uh, the Chiefs are just going to be able to flip on the switch and win the game whenever they want. They might spot them like 14 or 21 points, but after a while, they'll, they'll do what they've done all season this season, flip that switch and be like, oh, boy, like, oh boy time to win a game. Like... <laughs> Trying to move to a hundred. Ah! 
her right just like moms moms we're down by 21 <laughs> yeah i know i'm just finishing super mario 64 then i'll, then I'll be out there <laughs> yeah no, uh yeah, I think the see one thing about the Chiefs is they're they're very disciplined. They play very very disciplined, uh, and I mean normally the Packers did as well. But you know, according to once they uh, played in that game, they weren't so disciplined. But yeah, now Chiefs are not really a team to turn over the ball that often. And we all know that this Buccaneers team has had its uh, fair share of success due to the turnovers that they had managed to get in both of their uh, divisional and championship games. So, you know, if Chiefs, if Chiefs stick with that, you know, play smart football uh, on offense and, you know, have long sustained drives and, you know, kind of keep the Bucks' offense off the field. And we all know Chiefs' defense plays very disciplined as well. They don't usually give up big plays. You know, they like keeping things in front of them. Uh, they got decent pass rushers. So, you know, they could manage to get some pressure on Tom Brady. Very likely the Chiefs uh, will definitely almost take the W out of this one. My only concern is they they did lose their uh, starting left tackle, not playing in the Super Bowl, and I believe they're a little thin on linebacker as well. So uh, we have to see how they uh, manage to work those two situations out, because we all know the Buccaneers pass rush is kind of ridiculous and we all also we also know that uh, that offense is gonna you know try to attack the middle of the field where the linebackers are at so you know they could end up being a problem for the Chiefs yeah I think they could definitely end up being a problem for the Chiefs I just don't know if this team is actually good enough I mean like this team has played hard I'm not I'm not trying to knock them down a peg um, or anything like that but when you look at their season compared to uh, you know the, the dominance of the Saints, the dominance of the Packers, uh, the dominance of the Bills, even. Um, the Buccaneers, they've shown a lot of games where they've, you know, they faltered, they they kind of wet the bed against lesser opponents. Uh, the offense will be stagnant at some times. If the defense can't get that steady pressure, they'll be very porous. I mean, Jared Goff, Jared Goff was able to, you know, throw 45 passes on them and then, uh, and, and, and come away with a win. Um, you know, we've seen Tom Brady throw a lot of interceptions, a lot of bad passes this season. You know, uh, I think Leonard Fournette, um, for as well as he's played in the in the playoffs, uh, we we can also argue that some of these might be because of scheme, and others might just be because like, hey, you know what? We all said that Green Bay doesn't have that great of run support, and then we saw them not have that great of run support. Um, I just don't know if this team has enough substance at the end of the day to come against to go against the Chiefs, who we do know. Like, I mean, their water boy is probably uh, a, a Division One athlete just waiting for his chance <laughs> to make it on the field. Like, the Chiefs are absolutely that's, that's Tyreek Hill. Chiefs, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, even when they don't have Tyreek Hill and um, Travis Kelsey to depend on, they still have Byron Pringle, Nico, Miko Hardman. Um, and then you have guys in the back. I mean, you have three running backs in the backfield. They can all rely on to get you some yards, either from the backfield or in the passing game, too. And Clyde Edwards, Elair, you know, Le'Veon Bell, and um, Derwin. Or I forgot the word. Oh, Derwin Washington, I believe his name is. Derwin like Thompson. Derwin Thompson. There we go. Derwin Thompson. 
Yeah, Darwin Thompson. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, like they, they just it it's it's like a, a team in basketball that just has a lot of depth. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to the Buccaneers. They're they're big three. They're starting players. Absolutely incredible. But it's not like we haven't seen Mike Evans get shut down. It's not like uh, Gronk has been uh, a superhero the entire season. Um, and it's not like Tom Brady's been playing his best game. I think for the Buccaneers to win, literally everything has to go right. And honestly, everything's been going right for them in these past couple of playoff games. You're going against a team that's disciplined. Even though you're playing at home, you're going against a team that has a chip on their shoulder, that knows what it is to win, that wants to go, like, that has worked very hard to get back. There has been no sophomore slump for Patrick Mahomes or these, uh, or this Kansas City Chiefs team. So, um, uh, you know, this entire season I said that they were unfuckwittable, and I believe it. <laughs> I mean, shoot. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah. I, I think the Chiefs really proved a lot last week against the Bills because yeah. we all know this Bills offense was cooking mm-hmm. all season mm-hmm. and then they go up against this Bills I mean this Chiefs team and then they just look bad they, they couldn't like, do they anything they just did not did not do anything I mean and obviously the Ravens defense managed to uh, hold them down as well but I mean the Chiefs like they, from both sides of the ball like they they were holding them on defense and they were Dominant getting on really offense. playing, yeah, yeah, dominant. They were getting really aggressive on defense and yeah, dominant on offense. Yeah, I mean, we all knew that was going to be a thing. You know, when you have Tyreek Hill, you have Travis Kelsey, you have these insane playmakers, man. It's just, and of course, you got Patrick Mahomes, it was just insane. And we all thought this man was coming in with a concussion, and he said, <laughs> Oh, uh, I, what concussion? I'm fine. <laughs> and you know, they blew out the bills, so. And, you know, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna write off a Tom Brady team because you know I've I've been watching this game so long. <laughs> I've learned to continue to write this man off for some reason. Like they just somehow, some way, a little sketchy, but they still managed to find a way. Uh, but uh, I mean, we also knew this the Buccaneers team like in the season. We knew, I mean, before the season, we were like they're gonna start off slow. Like they're not gonna, right. you know, bringing in all these new pieces. They're going to have, I mean, all those new pieces in the COVID season. They're going to have some time. They're going to need some time to have everything gel together. And, you know, it, start, it started to gel together. They started to hit their stuff, hit their stride. Uh, came with a little bit of luck in, obviously, two games. but And they're going to need a little bit of luck to win this one. Uh, I'm obviously going to go the Chiefs, but I, this one is definitely, like, real close. Like, Cloud chasers. They're all a bunch of clout. The worst thing about Tom Brady is that, like, you'll be right for maybe 97% of the game, and then you'll just watch the other team just fumble and give the game away to, like, Tom Brady. And that's that's the most frustrating thing about the entire situation. I mean, we saw it with the Seahawks. We saw it with the Falcons. Like, we've seen it. We've seen the, the Rams not be able to do anything. Like, a lot of these games that Tom Brady in or where he makes it to the Super Bowl, it's like, hey, this is why football is the ultimate team sport. This is why I give Bill Belichick and the Patriots organization a lot more credit. Because if there's one thing that I've seen from Tom Brady this season, it's like, is he still athletic? Yes. Is it like, is what he's been able to do at the age he's able to do it 
anything short of amazing? Absolutely not. Like, I will, I will give him that. He is absolutely amazing. But what we've also seen is that he is human. And um, the Bucks didn't make it to the Super Bowl because, you know, Tom Brady is just that amazing of a quarterback where he'll make every play he needs to and he'll, like, all of his receivers trust and love him. No, Tom Brady and the Bucks made it to the Super Bowl because with Tom Brady, I believe that everybody bought in and believed that they had a chance. So they play a little harder. They, they run a little faster. They try to do everything they can because, like, when you're with a guy that's won so much, it makes you believe that you can win too. It's it's the same thing, same reason why you know Le- why uh, people play better with LeBron James unless your name is uh, Danny Green. Um, you know you're with a guy that is like, hey, this guy has won it before. This dude is at the top of his game. If I'm playing with this dude, I know I could win. So let me do a couple of extra reps and let me you know do a couple of extra laps and let me just do yeah little things to make it forward so that that i'll give tom brady and the bucks for but in terms of talent going against this kansas city chiefs team i gotta give it to kansas city yeah i mean it's it's another thing too like like People like I get uh, yeah like I said Tom Brady definitely was like if you bring the Tom Brady into this Tampa Bay roster like you know it's it's obviously going to be a pretty damn good squad and a lot of people are like oh it went seven to nine last year without Tom Brady like obviously Tom Brady is the reason why I'm like no they I mean Tom Brady definitely is a part of the reason but they also had a quarterback who threw thirty interceptions <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> obviously when you're doing that your defense is gonna have a lot of short fields. And you're probably gonna lose like at least three or four games. Like I'd say Winston, you know, probably cuts that in half. They probably go like ten and six. <laughs> right, right. And what did they go? Eleven and five this year. Like let's let's be real. Like yeah, it, was, it was a stacked roster. It was a stacked team, and they obviously you know, Tom Brady coming in, and then they had Gronk and Antonio Brown. Like they just made it more stacked. Leonard Fournette, like they just made it more stacked. Like, <laughs> like sorry, Gronk, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, so many, like, players came onto this team. I kind of forgot that Cameron Bray was actually a pretty decent tight end before uh, his job got replaced by Kronk. But, yeah, let's yeah. not pretend that Shaq Barrett didn't get 19 sacks last season. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is a team. I will say, I, um, bravo to, to Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, uh I, after he lost his hand, I thought his career would kind of fizzle out, but he's been able to stay relevant, to, to stay impactful. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just got to give him his, his props for uh, being able to stay in the league. Yeah, John's could use a pass rusher. Yeah, he's a pass real. rusher right about now. Yeah. I was like... Thanks, Gettleman. Oh, my gosh, especially in that... In that I can't even blame Gettleman for that one because me too I'd be like we're gonna have a pass rusher with one hand what the hell (laughs) (laughs) you know but especially in that Packers game it was it was very surprising but um you know I I I don't I don't think I have anything more to say after that what about you Mo yeah that's what I was saying about that we both said our picks and uh I can't wait like in a week we're gonna gonna fire up the TV Get a bit of the wings, some drinks, and hopefully watch uh, the Chiefs go back to back. First team to do it since the Patriots did it. So that would be kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
That would be pretty cool. Also, first black quarterbacks against back-to-back Super Bowls. Let's make it happen. Let's go. All right, man. All right. Well, if you stuck with around for us this long, thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. From viewers like you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, if you want to give us money, hit me up. Uh, let us know in the comment section. Uh, or engage with us. We have like zero engagements. Uh, <laughs> you can also catch us on Twitter at the OD Sports Podcast. We also have an Instagram that we post like, what, once every... Never. <laughs> so every time the salmon swim up the mountain to turn into dragons, that's when we post on our Instagram. Um, Very much. But we're definitely active on Twitter, so uh, check us out on that. And uh, yeah, until next time, I'll catch y'all later. Uh, later, guys, and uh, remember, hold GME and don't get going. Oh, diamond hands, baby, diamond hands. Diamond hands <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> All right, peace we're out. Going to Mars. <laughs> later. <laughs>